<laughs> so, and I talk like Italian, so I use my hands a lot. <laughs> you're not, your hands are like this the whole time. And my hands are everywhere. Am I nervous? Am I just like holding on for hold dear life in this I'll last of podcast of, of the year? Yeah. Look, it's just because I'm just terrified, Manal, of what you're going to tell me next. You're going to start telling me that there's a, like a little camera in that thing over there. The, the toaster is listening to me is what you're going to oh say God, next. Oh my God, we need to scan your house. Yeah, probably. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry it's Christmas. our last episode for 2022. Hey. Season. Awesome, fantastic. <laughs> end of season two, and it will be published actually in the new year. This episode is about ridiculous smart devices and where to find them. And it was actually suggested by a friend. Yeah, Roscoe. Shout out to Roscoe for suggesting smart devices and how ridiculously smart they're becoming. Just because he was out shopping and he couldn't remember if he had milk or not left in the fridge. Uh, and he said that he heard about a fridge that has a camera inside of it that can Nightmare. you can activate on your phone while you're in the shop and you can see inside your fridge through the camera to know whether or not you need to buy more milk. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You've been living in a dream world, Neo. A prison for your mind. Salam everyone, my name is Manal Sharif. I'm a cybersecurity expert and I worked my whole career to protect people's data from hackers, the bad guys. I'm also a women's rights activist. I use social media successfully to start the Women to Drive movement back home in Saudi Arabia. And I'm Reinhard Sosen. As a teacher, I saw how tech could light up a classroom, but there was a dark side that I've recently discovered. My friend Manal and I are on a podcasting journey to investigate the evils of big tech, educate people around the world, and inspire netizens just like you, young and old, towards a better digital future. Merry Christmas, Manal. Merry Christmas. It's the end of 2022. We got to the end of, of our second season of Tech for Evil. I can't believe it. Wow. And it's... Um we're going to publish this episode next year, so you guys are going to listen to it 2023. We know you're shopping now for your Christmas toys, for your kids. What are the things they should not shop for? <laughs> well, probably something that doesn't have a camera in it, I think. If, if or a mic. Or a mic. That's something, something that you're going to give to your children that's actually going to end up spying on them, I think. That's probably something to avoid. Or a sex toy. <laughs> With a... <laughs> With a network card that connects to the Wi-Fi and an app. Oh, boy, like, yeah. Like, why? That's a recipe for disaster. Apparently, everything is listening to us now. Like, you walk in a house or in the street or in the mall. Yeah. And there is somehow a device with a mic and a camera. Smart devices are getting ridiculously smart, right? They're getting stupidly smart. It's, it's becoming wild. From our smartphone to our fridge to our toys to our sex toys, everything's connected. Like, so I just bought a smart TV. And, I'm, you know, I don't have Alexa in my house. I can't imagine you I'm against Alexa. Alexa and Google Assistant. And my smart TV comes with built-in Alexa. I can't even remove it. Now it's just, it's, you're forced to wow. have a smart device. So your TV has Alexa baked in. Yeah, it's baked in. You can't even remove it. You can turn off the, the, the but everyone knows Alexa listens to everything. And by the way, Alexa is a data mining company that was bought by Amazon in 98. Yeah. That's where the name Alexa comes from. So what they do is just like listening to everyone. And that's a smart device. Your Alexa is a smart device. But what is an Internet of Things device? Uh, Internet of Things devices are lower, I would say, level 
from smart devices and it's connected actually to a network or connected to your you can connect to it through bluetooth or turns out that they're quite vulnerable to and susceptible to being accessed from because the protocol the is open yeah. and is vulnerable and that's our problem in internet of things devices appliances things that are in the home the fridges the smart speakers, Bluetooth speakers, yes, drones, toys, cameras. Most of the protocols they use are insecure. You can't put a password on it. There's no encryption. So and it's easily hackable. It's open, mostly open protocols that you can just... Yeah. So smart devices are becoming... Ridiculously smart. <laughs> and going out of control. The, one of the classics that we talk about is the story of the casino that was hacked through their fish tank. A casino hacked by a, a through fish, a fish, fish tank. tank. <laughs> and the fish tank had a sensor that's connected to a PC, and that sensor just controls the temperature and the cleanness of the fish tank. Hackers scanned the network, couldn't find any way to get in the network of the casino except through that sensor because oh it was boy. not protected. It was open and there was no password to use it to access the network and they collected lots of data from there. And after that, there were calls about how Internet of Things and smart devices are really going out of control hmm. and why we need to pay attention when they exist to connect to our network, yeah. what type of data they collect and how secure are they? When we get them in our homes, and who we're giving them to, because uh, some of these d some of these smart devices are toys. Toys are now smart devices, and we're giving them to our children. We're in the lead up to Christmas here. I'm sure parents are out there shopping. They probably don't know that that teddy bear that you're buying for your son or daughter maybe Bluetooth enabled, connected to the internet when you get home. You probably have an app that you can download. A camera and a mic. And, and that toy has a camera and a mic. And if you're not careful, this toy suddenly speaks and says, hey, why don't you come outside? Like, how terrifying is that? Because someone may have hacked that toy and is now talking to your child and trying to lure them outside your house. That was one of the scariest stories I've I don't heard. think they even hack it. Like, these toys, I yeah, heard about open. them. They're open if you are within um, the yeah, range of scan. the Bluetooth. You're right. It's not even a hack, is yeah. it? Yeah. If you are within the range of the Bluetooth, you can access it directly yeah. and you can use the mic there and talk to the child through that mic because you download an app. My friend, she has a chihuahua and she bought this camera that walks around the house, a robot with a camera and a mic, so she can talk to her chihuahua when she's oh, at work. Oh, that's cute. And I'm like, did you read the privacy policy? She's like, oh, Mia. I'm like, you know that camera is just like a spy in your house. I have nothing to hide. Right. I'm like, it's just, we don't think, we think individually of yeah. like, like, I have nothing to hide. But imagine if someone hacks that camera with the mic, listen yeah. to your conversations, look at you while you're changing your clothes or having, you know, private conversation. Look yeah. at the, also the collective problem with oh, with these devices collecting all this data about us and being analyzed and collected. Yeah. So that's the problem that people. Yeah. My other friend bought this. Um, I love my friends. So I bought um, uh, the Roomba. Roomba now is being acquired yes. by Amazon. A lot of my friends have Roomba. I bought the Chinese Roomba. But the Roomba, the Roomba now was acquired by Amazon. And Roomba has cameras and mics where you can actually, because what it does is sweep the floor and it maps the floor of your house. Now you have the internals of every home where they, um, the whole maps of people homes, internal homes, yeah. access to that data because it's all uploaded to the cloud. Everything now is uploaded to the cloud. You can never keep anything on your device anymore. Yeah, these are like little digital Trojan horses that we're willingly inviting into our house. And then we just like send these robots out to work for us. And we have no idea that we're actually enslaved to them. And we are the product. 
they're gathering data about us and sending them up to the cloud. Yeah, that's why when they talk about like why these devices collect so much data, why does it stay on the device? Yeah. Why it's always uploaded to the cloud? And storage is cheap. Like I bought, I just bought a USB. Oh, and it was two terabyte. What I back, back. and it's a USB two terabyte, so cheap, and I back up all my data. Now I buy my laptop, and yeah. they say, oh, it's two hundred fifty-six gigabyte, and you're paying two thousand five hundred dollar for your yeah, laptop. But you can pick up a. And USB I'm like seriously, because they want to push you to use the cloud. They don't yeah. want to increase the storage on the smart devices. Right. Now you're pushed to use the cloud to store. And Ring, Amazon Ring, is another good story. Amazon Ring, it's a, a security device. With a camera, you install. When people uh, come, like ring the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see who Let's is outside. See, it's, it, it sounds like a good idea in principle, right? They yes. always do. And th- they say it's you have to pay subscription, and all that data, like who is passing by your house, like is monitoring the the house externally, all that data goes to the cloud. Yeah. And you pay actually Amazon subscription for your data to be on the cloud. They use the same data. They were selling, they were signing, at the same time, they were selling it dirt cheap around the U.S. ring. They were selling the same up to like $10. Imagine these smart devices were sold for $10 uh, in, in their sales. Yeah. Because they wanted people to install it. So they had, they built this huge network, spying surveillance network around the U.S. And they, at the same time, Amazon were signing all these partnership with law enforcement. Yes. Telling them we have smart cameras that are empowered by facial recognition and we can give you access to this huge network around the US to monitor your suspects. And well, they they may not even be suspects, right? These are just innocuous people walking by your on house. the street by your house, and that's maybe a smart visitors, device. guests, neighbors that come over and knock on the door and suddenly uh, someone who's actually not a suspect in any crime is being monitored and tracked and surveilled and that information is being sent to law enforcement and there's no case, there's no there's no But and you're paying subscription investigation, nothing. And yes, you're paying You're paying subscription yeah, to Amazon. So Amazon to get getting paid by you to, to work for them yeah. to sell that that product. But these crazy stories that we hear about smart devices. Yeah. And uh, they're getting privacy, too smart for our good. They're too insecure. Uh, they are easily hackable. They're very difficult when we scan, like not smart devices, like Internet of Things devices, devices with no network uh, cards that when we scan with the scanners that we usually like, we use Nessus to scan our network. Yeah, you were explaining through the pen test, one of the yes. initial steps that you would take as a cyber uh, practitioner is to when actually scan, scan your environment. We scan the network, we see what's connected to your network. It's very and evaluate difficult, it, right? Yes. And to see what's risky, what's and vulnerable, what's not, like what's open. Had, what, if someone had done that in that casino with the fish tank, there. yes, that's what or actually maybe hackers do. It wasn't even do. scannable, I guess, yep. was it? I guess the it's your public interface. That's the first thing they do. It's like imagine a a, a, bar, a, a thief. Yeah. What the first thing they're going to do? They're going to scan the ne- the neighborhood and see which cars are open and which doors yeah. are unlocked. That's what you do as it's a same hacker. Same thing, but with an electronic device. But with Internet of Things, which is the lower level of smart devices. Uh, let's say if you are in a hospital and a lot of hospital medical equipments, they are uh, Internet of Things devices. 
we can't scan them. We don't know what's, what exists in, in the network in the hospital. You need special scanners to know what sits in, in, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And if they're vulnerable and if they're most, most medical devices are legacy systems, it's very difficult to, they're very expensive. Yeah, you difficult to replace, I guess. Difficult to well, replace, yeah. really expensive, and most of them run legacy software. And like, yet they're still part of this internet of things, yes. yeah, network, this, uh, this ecosystem. And they make you very vulnerable as a hospital. And that's, that's one of the problems uh, that... So we're looking at patients, vulnerable, vulnerable and intimate moments, potentially. We're looking at devices that are in uh, high-risk areas. We're looking at devices that could potentially be exposed to private information, personal information, yes, yes. and they're but, very vulnerable. But the medical devices, some medical devices you use to control certain uh, uh, administering a certain drug to uh, a patient. Um, and those, they found some right. of them are hackable. So where if, someone I was administ- if I was a doctor administering a drug for depression. Yeah, not depression. So if you, let's say you are in a coma and there uh, is a device connected to your body and it's administering okay. certain drug. Right. And if it's connected to the internet. Morphine, inter- yeah, for example, yeah. And you, it's hacked. They found there are cases where these, some medical devices have been hacked and you can actually change the dose of the drug that goes to the patient connected to that device. There are other devices that use in surgery. There's also smart devices connected to the internet. They did, um, they did a demo and they showed it's also hackable. So imagine a doctor is operating in the theater and someone can hack that device because it's connected to the internet. And can kill that patient. Mia, you know how many nightmares I have since I started this podcast with you? You know, I was a lot happier we before, said they are ridiculous. before we started this podcast. We did say they'd be ridiculously smart devices. They are ridiculously smart devices. There are, there are days when I just, I know that the nightmares that are coming, it's, it's, all, it's all to do with this. It's, it's, it's quite radical how much I don't know as well. I consider myself quite well informed about what's happening in the world. But I, I, I imagine that this would be a surprise to a lot of people, just as it is to me, to hear that these devices are that vulnerable, so sensitive to someone like tinkering with them in the background. And the problem with the makers, the tick makers, when we, tick makers, I'd say they are the most guilty when it comes to the state or the posture of their security. Of where we are now, right. Because they just, it's expensive, security is expensive for them and costly, and they just want to build something and ship it with all the flaws. And then you sign right. the, the privacy or the terms and conditions and you just give away your rights. Right. The cyber profile of the device yeah. is not their pri- their priority. No, it's as long as you're buying it, you're using it. Yeah. So that exposes to a lot of like abuse and hack and, and, and like getting those devices in our homes with things like Alexa that collects information about us that really violates our privacy or things like uh, what, it, what we mentioned now uh, the medical devices that could kill someone. Yeah. Cars too are smart now, devices, cars. And cars, I have, I have a friend who invented this thing that collects all the data from your car, like how fast you drive, the fuel efficiency, all this mechanical data that the car actually is collecting, yeah. but it's there's not There's an ECU, shared. there's an electronic control unit in the car, and it's, yes. it's, it's, it's live monitoring the performance yes. of the vehicle, yes. and that data goes somewhere, and it can be tapped into, right? Yes, so it taps to uploaded to the cloud and actually sold to the government of New South Wales. You're joking. And I'm like, why would you do such a thing? Yeah. Like, like safety, like, oh, this device really dropped 
the number of accidents, like the percentage of accidents ah, for so teens. In, in this case, this but was a... But why would you mind, rise. like, if I'm buying it to help me drive safe, safer or to help me with, like, my tax, because, you know, you can uh, say through the app, you say, okay, this trip was a business trip or this trip was... Uh, personal trip so it helps you at the end of the year when you do your taxes for right. your fuel because it calculates yeah. the fuel and you have proof of that but the problem is why would you use that data and sell it to the government what would they use that data about those drivers and this data is doesn't matter you anonymize it or not we mm. talked about people can de-anonymize our data so there's an ethical question about whether this smart p- device p- potential yeah. good of the smart device outweighs the potential misuse of the data that, I mean, it's going up to the government. We've had a lot of uh, stories over the last two decades, I remember, in Australian society at minimum of government agencies losing data, some CD left on a briefcase in a train. So we can't exactly trust government agencies. Not only, even private companies, like most companies today, when you have, when you collect so much data, put it in one place, it is hackable. One day or another, you will have yeah. a faulty system and it will be hacked. And then a hacker can have access to years worth of data being collected on their customers. And, you know, the Medibank hack, the Medibank hack that just happened recently, recently yeah. Optus, millions of users' data. How can you keep all the data in one place and I can pull it from one place only? And ultimately... Old the, and new, yeah. like the current customers and also the previous customers yeah. who lift are not their customers anymore. They kept in their data. So the number we have is only for the current uh, yeah. customers. Well, speak, speaking, of, speaking of unusual things, the most unusual thing I can think of that I own in, in this house, that's a, that, it's not exactly a smart device, but it's that bin over there. I'm really proud of oh, it. Yes, if I, if I hover bin. my hand over it. You're the, so proud of it. You yeah, almost asked me to use your bin. It. Yeah, I don't end up touching it. For <laughs> germaphobes like me, it's fantastic. That's, that works for me. I'm also oh, a germaphobe like, as well. I wash my hands two times. <laughs> if I do anything in the house, the I need that one in my house. alliance yes. word here. Yeah. Also, the, the, the Ray Ban. The Ray-Ban glasses, oh, you sent me those ones just the Ray-Ban with the camera, built-in yeah. cameras. Yeah, Ray-Bans were this icon of just simplicity and elegance. And yeah, it's, it's on my face. <laughs> and it? it's sold for $299 if oh, you want to spy on people yeah. without them knowing what you... <laughs> well, yes, and I noticed that in their advertisement, there's a Meta logo. Notice that there's the, the logo for Meta uh, in that Here you ad. Go. So, Another company with a beautiful record of respecting our privacy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read um, a quote from a, an author, Bruce Schneier, I hope I'm reading your name right, author of Data and Goliath, The Hidden Battles to Collect Your Data and Control Your World. He says that I can't give you privacy unless you have security. And he talks about, look at those Internet of Things and smart devices are like door locks. Hmm. If, you, um, if you're a, a thief, you can, and you break in one door lock, that's it. You're just accessing one home, uh, stealing from one home. But when these locks, with digital locks, you find one vulnerability in it, and you can hack that vulnerability. Now you have access to all these digital locks. Let's say a neighborhood of... Worldwide. A, of a, yeah, whatever. Whoever used that yeah. digital lock now is unlocked. So let's say, for example, the device or, or the home is my iPhone and someone figures out how to unlock some key part of it, anybody across the world could potentially... With the potentially, same iPhone? With the same, with the same iPhone, f- yes. 
could potentially be vulnerable yes. to the to that person holding that key. Yes, and that's what I like the analogy he used, and it's just very vivid. Yeah, like the problem, the with... scale of it is yes. the real issue. Yes, the panopticon, the digital panopticon. We were we were debating this before we hit record about what do we do about this because to me, I just see it as a chain reaction. It's a bit like nuclear technology to me. We can't put this back in the box. The genie out of the yeah. This this bottle. this this internet of things. I think is just something that uh, I think it's either going to happen to us or because of us or in spite of us. I don't think we have a choice. Um, in any of these, I don't think we can fight back necessarily and, and put it back in the box. But we'll get later. Yeah, yeah. Later we'll in the talk podcast, about, we'll talk about how, things we yeah. can do. Yeah. But the other story that came from China is the Wuhan Smartfield Hospital, oh, and that was very entertaining yeah, yeah. <laughs> story where they had to set up these hospitals because the staff were so. Yeah. You the say entertaining staff. story. I think it's unbelievable. It sounds more like a Hollywood movie. It's when like you told me about it, I, was, twirled, I could not. I still don't believe it. Part of me still doesn't believe Black it. Yeah. You didn't watch Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. If you I watch will. Black I Mirror, I have to, yeah. it's more of a Black Mirror. But I, I, re- I read the story. So they created this smart field hospital with patients with COVID. This is the COVID, Chinese government. The Chinese government yeah. in Wuhan. And patients with, with COVID, they would be, <laughs> they would be served by robots. These robots would talk to them, serve them food, give them the medication, to the way those robots would also entertain them, entertain the patients by <laughs> dancing. Robot, dancing robots to entertain me. My God. And what I want to see those the robots, Do they do the robot dances? I really want to see them. Do? I'm going to look to CNBC. They have a picture of those hospitals. Look inside the hospital in China where coronavirus patients were treated by robots. Wow, so there you go, that listeners. If you're interested in dancing robots entertaining you as a, as a hospital patient, go to MSNBC. Is that right? Is that oh, where the photos yeah, are? Yeah, Wow. This is fantastic. Like this is another way of how you can use smart devices, internet thing devices. And by fantastic, I think what you mean is... And wearables. Is scarily fantastic, right? You don't mean fantastic in a good way, I imagine, right? It's like, just crazy. It's um, these things like... So what we talked about is where to go from here. Yeah. Look, I, I was doing some research and it turns out that there's, there's an app. Um, there is an app. Uh, funny, Should like if we have a app? problem, isn't that isn't that strange? Like we're talking about a problem, and, and, then, and the, then we go. The solution, we, is, the solution a, is an app. Is an app. Oh boy! So there's this funky app. It's called the Internet of Things Assistant. There we go. There's that word again. The assistant, right? The Internet of Things Assistant. It's developed by Carnegie Mellon University. It's going to scan and it, and it locates smart devices that are around you. Awesome. And it helps us spy back on them, right? So for example, if there are public uh, public cameras that have facial recognition, Bluetooth beacons that nice. track us in a shop um, or our neighbor's smart doorbell or smart speaker. <laughs> Looking at us. <laughs> this Internet of Things assistant app will find these pesky devices around us and then will show the data that they're collecting about us. That's right? amazing. Okay. Now, but, and this is a big but. You did the privacy policy? Yeah, I kept reading. It's always when you did the privacy policy. the fine print. Ever since I've met you, I've been, I, I always <laughs> read to the bottom. So the irony, the great irony here is that the app that's supposedly going to help us fight back against this, you know, fight back in this privacy war, if we look at their privacy policy, there's a section that says, quote, the federal government officers that oversee the protection of human subjects in research will also have access to research records to ensure protection of research subjects. The research sponsor, the Department of the Department of Defense, this is in the United States, and NSF, which is a, a science uh, authority, representatives are going to be authorized to, re- 
to review these records, the research records. So actually other people, including the Department of Defense, are going to have access I to this data and this research. I wouldn't even download this app. I was actually tempted. Oh. I was like, yeah, this is amazing to see. But a friend of mine who is also a geek, he sent me Flipper Zero. And Flipper Zero is a gadget <laughs> hackers use. And it, you can... Great name, Flipper Zero. <laughs> you can you can scan smart cards, you know, access cards that you access yeah. a building with and copy copy that and use that 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 flipper zero gadget you can use it to access these buildings you can even hack into you know the garage the garage uh, doors yeah like we have downstairs can, yes you can do that it's just like fantastic right so this uh, flipper so, zero so this device <laughs> we should buy it <laughs> so this device learns from the smart devices it and scans. knows what to do around wow. so what okay. it does it scans and it reads and then it just mimics the device mimics the it? device it copies the the frequency, whatever you call it. I'm not a computer engineer, unfortunately. I'm not an electronic engineer. But I, I read about it and I was just like, this is fantastic because you can, if you have smart, you know, all the a lot of my friends, they talk to Alexa, Alexa, turn down the light, Alexa, turn on yeah, the light. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so Alexa is not connected to a light. And they use something called smart bulbs. And smart, smart bulbs, bulbs, yeah. Actually, you're in your house, you can just go buy a smart bulb. Yeah. And you connect it to an Don't app. they like change the color or something? Yeah, you can play with it. Yeah, like, right. You okay. don't have, you don't need a smart house. You can buy right. a smart bulb. Yes. It's connected. All it needs so is the power, and then it's the app. Internet of Thing device. Yes. And it's connect, but you can even control this with the Flipper Zero. You can hack it and turn on people's light, turn it off oh, if you want. We've got to get one. We've got to get one of these. <laughs> IoT sensors and doorbells too. They can hack it. Of course, we mentioned the smart cards. And NFC can read it also. Uh, well, Bluetooth can. <laughs> so we mentioned Alexa a couple of times. I know, I know we're sort of jumping around a little bit here, but I just, I just wanted to touch on one other point because we've been talking a little bit about how these devices perhaps can hear us yes. or can see us. They actually listen to you all the time. Listening to us. And, and for, I think, people watching and listening to us, they'll probably think, oh, well, they're listening to my words. But actually, I was in the research I was doing. Um, it, it, oh, one the, of the um, Yeah, one of the Amazon Alexa pat patents for their voice recognition technology indicated that th this kind of uh, it was it was like a script, like a story, a storyline, like a storyboarded um, uh, dialogue in the patent that shows this person talking to the voice recognition device, and the person is saying, "Hey, I'm hungry. Can you order me a meal?" And then the person's coughing. And the, the device, the smart device says, yeah, sure, I'll order you a meal. And do you also want some cough medicine with one hour delivery? So not only... That's intrusive. That, yeah. that's, that's crossing an interesting line, isn't it? Because now it's not just the words that Alexa's listening to. Your cough and your but voice. Now it's our health. This is, this is our intimate health uh, information, what we might be experiencing health-wise. Yeah, but Spotify had the same patent oh, where right, they yes. listen to your voice... And from your accent and your voice, they can tell your emotional, your moods, uh, your emotional status, yeah. your mood, your age, your gender, your race. Yeah. And I'm like, what? From my voice? Yeah. And then also they listen to your environment. So they listen to if you're in a bus, if you are in, the, in your house, if you're in a party. And based on all this data, they craft your playlist. What's the yeah. next song you're going to listen to? And I'm like... This predictive, it this is predictive so analysis. Pr yeah, and, but, but this data could be used for other things, not only to suggest to me the next song I want to listen to. And when, like, when, when do we draw the line? Like there was a, a joke when they looked at how smart 
like we want our devices, of course, to be smart, but also there is a line when they become intrusive. Yeah. They, 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 they put Bing, which is the, the Microsoft Bing. Massive cramp. Sorry. <laughs> I know you're about to say something really important, Manal. What, come you back? <laughs> no, my, my, my left leg. Oh, oh, do you want to switch it? No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Do you want to I'm tr- no, it's good. It's good. It's yeah, they, yeah, that one. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, yes, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Better. Must You're missing B12. Oh, boy. You know yes. this? You're, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm vitamin B12 deficient. You're listening to Tech for Evil, uh, where we get cramps and uh, <laughs> then we fix them. You are listening to Tech for Evil with Manana Sharif and Reinhard Sosen. We take a break. So when we talk about how smart our devices, we want them and the line they should not cross. Uh, a good example or a funny story is when they did a comparison between the search results from Google, which is a smart search engine, and from Bing, which is Microsoft search engine. I can't call it smart. And they ask a question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't believe really me. Think. I tried it. It's terrible. <laughs> and they put the same question in both and they looked at the results. And it was a really funny experiment. Right. So they compared the results of, of searching for the same thing. For the two same thing to see how smart engines. they are. Okay, right. And what they did, they put the question, how to kill myself. Oh, right. So Google right away showed uh, helpline, uh, depression, uh, looking for therapy and help. So it gave that answer so google was sort of predicted that this person wanted to kill themselves this was a cry for help yes and google responded not by showing them yeah but bing actually showed them actual ways to kill yourself (laughs) wow and that's and that's the line we want to draw yeah like there are times where we want our devices to yeah. Like interfere. We want our like digital in this world one. to be smart enough to and safe and humane yes. enough. Yes, but there are that line when it cross that line where it's intrusive. It's really crossing a line where it's becoming like too much in our life and interference in our life. Yeah, which is when you cough and you ask you to. There was um, yeah. there's another funny story where the Google Assistant and Alexa, uh, Google Assistant. Uh, this guy, he had Google Assistant and Alexa, and he was just trying to see how like intrusive they are. And they were set up next to each other, and he looks at Google Assistant, and he says, Google Assistant, what do you think of Alexa? And Google Assistant says, oh, I think Alexa is a nice, is a nice assistant, and it gives you helpful data, whatever it said. <laughs> and then out of the blue, Alexa says, thank you, Google Assistant. He didn't even activate Alexa. It actually replied to another assistant. So when do you when do you draw the line of our smart devices? Wow, it is ridiculous. Where did that like? How do those packets traverse? <laughs> like, where did they? What notes? Did, There's actually a true story many? I did on Twitter where this lady was telling a joke to her niece, and Alexa was sitting there. And then Alexa laughs and says, oh, that's a funny joke. I'll oh tell my joke. And my it went on and told the joke. But this was on Twitter. So Twitter, you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I suppose everything. But I believe anything now about Alexa. It's kind of really freaking no me out. No story is too unreal to believe, I guess, when well, it comes to Alexa. You don't have Alexa in your house, right? No, okay. absolutely not. I did I did get a free, I, I won't name which one, but uh, as part of a, a previous job or conference I attended, I actually got one of these assistants, plugged it in for about 15 minutes, I think, and then thought, mm, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this out. The, the Google device Nest that yeah. is used to um, 
listen to the kids and know their voice and if they are stressed or not. Oh, you were telling yes, me that story. Yes, this was another pattern. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so uh, the Google, yes, another example of how these assistant devices are listening to more than just our words is that this you were talking about this uh, how Spotify was doing this environmental profiling yes, yes. so they could understand whether you were in a, a loud pub or on a bus or out in the park or whatever and then predict what song you want to hear next yes so this other patent for nest related to being google, able, nest, yeah. google nest being able to uh pick up and detect the emotions of say uh, a person in the environment so they're listening to more than just words and able to evaluate and analyze more than just the words but pick up on emotional feeling so say for example if a child was a bit ratty and throwing a tantrum, the device would be able to pick that know up. That uh, what pick what that does up. it do with it when it picks such emotion? What does oh, it do look, with it? I think, it? for example, I like think Spotify in the example that I read, suggest something. Yeah, I think it, I think in the example I read would, would be that it could be like an alarm for the parent. Let's say the parent's not in the home oh, the and child they've is left distressed. a ten-year-old. Yeah, the child's distressed. For example, it could act as an alarm. But you know, I think. I struggle to, I don't know about yourself, I'm curious to know your view on this, but I struggle to believe the stories about the product no, that I'm being sold. No. I, do I really believe they that tell that's you one that, part of the story? Is that what they want? Is that what the, the seller wants me to do? They just they just want to help my life, do they, Manal? They but want me to know that my child is having a tantrum at home and to rush home or something. Really? I, I don't think that's the real purpose of these devices. Like, I just, I, when you first told me about um, the, the, the fact that if I bring in a device into my home and I'm just expecting it to sweep up and clean, you know, just like push a button and then it just magically cleans the floor. What it's actually doing is mapping my floor space and developing a picture of where I live and sending it up to someone I've never met. That, I mean, when we, when we started talking about developing this episode, I thought this was really important. I don't think people know that that's what's happening. Once we, again, I mean... We want I'm, convenience. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, tech makers are good in playing in that. So they sell you convenience. And at the same time, they take whatever more than that. Although you're being, paying for the... Like I'm paying for my Spotify subscription. Why would they profile me? Why would they want to listen to my voice and profile my yeah. emotions? Um, one of the good we're, things, we're, yeah, that's right. The subscription model, in the, even in one of our episodes, we we I think highlighted that the subscription model, subscription model, I think, uh, could have been a good um, counterpoint, counterbalance. Yeah, because it's pay, it make, they're making the, the, the profit. products. I'm yeah, getting like, the... fa- like Facebook. We, we we together, you and I, we thought, well, hang on, if Facebook took a subscription from us and we paid for the services, then they wouldn't have to sell use all these evil kind of methods to sell us, yeah, sell our data and our information about us, our deeply intimate information. But here, you're already paying a subscription. But they still have access to so much data about us, and they just want to use it and even increase that profit more and more. There's no yeah. limit. There is, a li- there is enough for every man, but there is not enough for every man's greed, and that's a native American native proverb mm. that I really love. Good news is there's IOXT Alliance, and this IOXT Alliance yes. is, is such a beautiful that what they do. It's membership uh, based, and this alliance are really promoting having baseline security requirements to build a safer IoT world, IoT Internet of Things world. And um, I like that there's finally, because whatever technology comes, we just build the technology and ship it. We think of the harms later when yeah. it happens we think of the revenue now we think yeah we just want to make money we're going to pay the shareholders and that's the world we live in is always profit over humans and humanity 
But it's, and, and then later on, it comes to all these organizations that tries to standardize things, try push and advocate for security. And I'm happy, really, yeah. I'm happy. There is a, an organization that is uh, the director of actually operations. Her name is Grace Burkert. And uh, she's talking about promoting this and having that conversation with any tick maker that builds IoT devices to follow, to do assessment, to get certified mm. against this, um, their um, requirements. The standards. So it's a security built in. So at least the tick makers or the, t the tick society or the tick community are trying to fix the problem. They're aware of the problem and they're trying to fix it. But if we as humans buying these devices, I think it's very, it's very important to be aware if yeah. it's a smart device. And if it is a smart device, very important to read the privacy policy. Mm. What type of data it collects about us, who they share it with, and why. Why they share this data with yeah. those people. I think it's important to know that. Otherwise, definitely, I do want to get Alexa in my house. Test one, two, three, that's coming through. Okay. G'day everyone, it's Reinhardt here recording uh, an excerpt segment. I'm doing this because after we recorded this episode and then went to editing it, a few days before releasing it, we were looking at some of the latest news and we discovered that just a few days ago there was some important news about smart devices coming out of the United States. So what this news is, is that there's a piece of legislation called Informing Consumers About Smart Devices Act. And that was introdu introduced by Senator Ted Cruz, a Republican, uh, working with a Democrat uh, senator, Commerce Committee Chairwoman Maria Cantwell, uh, a Democrat's Democratic senator from Washington. And what that act would do was is that it would require the Federal Trade Commission in the United States to create reasonable disclosure guidelines for products that have, quote, audio or visual recording components, such as refrigerators, washers, dryers, and dishwashers. Many consumers don't realize the growing number of household devices and appliances that have cameras and microphones capable of recording them or Wi-Fi capability for transmitting data without their knowledge. And uh, I'll continue the quote from Senator Cruz who said, American consumers have the right to know if their privacy is invaded by devices in their homes. I'm proud to have worked with Chairwoman Cantwell to introduce this important legislation to protect the privacy of American fam families and look forward to seeing the Informing Consumers About Smart Devices Act pass the full Senate. So that's an exciting development out of the United States and I have a little bit more information about that here. Um, it turns out that this bipartisan bill has passed. So this, this bill has already passed the U.S. House, uh, but is still pending a full Senate vote. And I wanted to quote to you something that Senator Cantwell said. Uh, she said, it's estimated that by 2026... Over 84 million households will have smart devices providing connection and control over everything from your air conditioning to your air fryer. To your air, for air fryer, ladies and gentlemen. Yet most consumers expect their refrigerators to keep the milk cold, not record their most personal and private family discussions. i got to agree with Senator Cantwell there. I'm happy to work with Senator Cruz on a bill that will ensure consumers know whether their household appliances are capable of invading their privacy. Now, 
you know, wanted to mention that smartphones, laptops, and those types of interacted, uh, interactive devices are not covered by this bill, and that's because we're, well, we're largely already aware of those uh, devices and how they can record and um, sort of be in our lives and track and monitor us, but when, in a way that's different to, say, dishwashers and the expectation we might have around the dishwasher in the laundry. Uh, but also, I think there's another there's another bit to this. I wanted to go back to 2012. Uh, then CIA director David Petraeus, uh, he had this to say about um, the sort of Internet of Things and the smart devices that were developing at the time. Uh, he said, "Quote: Items of interest will be located, identified, monitored, and remotely controlled through technologies such as radio frequency identification, sensor networks, tiny embedded servers, and energy harvesters, all connected to the next generation internet using abundant, low cost, and high power computing." He said. So the latter now going to cloud computing in many areas, greater and greater supercomputing, and ultimately heading to quantum computing, closed quote. So that was then CIA director David Petraeus speaking at the time, which I thought was interesting. So we, Mia and I decided that this was quite an important bit of uh, information to update you on, and we're going to, I've just kind of recorded it here at home, sitting in the living room, and I'm going to edit it into our podcast episode, and now back to the rest of the episode. Thanks, everyone. Well, that's a great way, probably, to end the episode, our last episode of season two, and our last episode for the year. It's been it's been educational. It's been scary. I've had lots of nightmares. Thanks, Manal. <laughs> Uh, but I wouldn't give it up for the world. It's been fantastic and fun, really, yeah. really fun, and I've really enjoyed it. We've thanks, Reinhardt. We've been looking at um, uh, some of the viewership, some of the people that have been looking at our episodes, listening to our podcast, and there people from all around the world are absolutely loving it. We're getting lots of feedback, very positive, and I think it's a great way to end the to end year. This. And hopefully next year we talk more about in our next season if we don't have another podcast. We want to talk about the impact of technology and human rights. We want to talk about the use of USB to free people in North Korea. We want to talk about how Arab Spring revolutionaries or Arab Spring activists use Twitter to push for uh, to topple dictators. Yeah. We want to talk about things like the mass surveillance, behavioral communication that's used by politicians to sway voters' minds. Yes, voters' minds. minds yeah. 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 Uh, and views. Should we talk about it next season? Sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. Next season is going to be very exciting because we've been talking about, we're now ramping up, I think. We've got some baseline information that we've okay. covered and now yes. we're looking at the next tier, the next level of complexity is how all these technologies are actually, the word that Impacting we, we came Impacting democracies well, and human rights. Yeah, when we were, when we were talking about this earlier, we, we said weaponized in yes. a way. Yes. These technologies are, are now becoming weapons more than they are these innovative, fun gadgets there kind of being used to target us and that's scary wuhan and the dancing robot wuhan and the dancing robot yes there you have it manal and thanks you've been listening to tech for evil with reinhardt sosen and manal sharif salam everyone